Morning Take. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Abraham Lawrence. And we are here on a very, very dismal Monday morning. Yes, it is. We know. You know what, though? I'm really enjoying this Monday. You know why? Why? I'm not here. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not at work. I'm not at school. I'm actually up in the mountains. I'm uh, enjoying some R&R that's uh, really well needed between my wife and I, and uh, we're really enjoying that. And uh, thank you so much, Abraham, for uh, preaching yesterday. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. And uh, I know it's tough on your church, too, because they they need you as well, just as much as I do, probably more. Yeah, well, you know, they understood, you know. I appreciate that. I got a chance to go see my daddy over the weekend. That was cool. I know you guys had a great time. Man, always. Just... Yeah, we were talking about your dad on Friday on his birthday, and you were uh, talking about his influence on you spiritually and things that you recall from your youth. I remember you telling me about your first sermon on Mother's Day, and your parents weren't there. Yeah. So who brought you to the church? Like, who did all of that? Man, you know, on that particular day, I don't really even know, because uh, Grandma didn't drive. So... I do not know. They must have worked something out with somebody to come get me. That's all of it. But yeah, all that's just a blur. I'm surprised they didn't like reschedule it or something. I, I'm sure that something was probably said, but knowing my dad, he probably said, listen, I've told him he's ready. Let him do it. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, you never know when the kid's going to be born. <laughs> it's not like they planned on hey sunday we're gonna have a c-section we'll let mark preach that night yeah, <laughs> and by the way yes i did use my middle name because that's what uh, my parents call me they call me by my middle name my dad's name is also frank so uh yeah they didn't like that uh but as far as the spiritual influence of my dad he um he he never tried to steer me in any direction he was always willing to listen when i was crazy you know, my dad probably had more influence on me after I was an adult. Mm. Uh, probably in my late 20s, early 30s when I said things like, Dad, uh, you know God's omniscient? And Dad would go, yep, he is. And I go, but, I mean, doesn't that just mean that God can only know what he knows? Dad's like, I don't follow you. He knows everything. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. I said, yeah, but you can only know what you can know, Right. Dad's like, you're already going down some rabbit trail. Just go ahead and tell me what you're talking about. I said, well, like this afternoon, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm not really even quite sure where I'm going to go eat, but, you know, one of maybe two places. And then depending on which place I go, I'll have whatever it is that I have. But there's no way that God can already know where I'm going to go or what I'm going to have. And Dad's like, whoa, whoa. What are you saying? I said, God can't know what's not knowable. It's not knowable. I haven't made the decision yet. Until I make the decision, how can God know? Right? I know he was... <laughs> I can only imagine his reaction to you saying that. Yeah, because, I mean, we're reading in Genesis, right? We're, we're in the Abraham story. Yes. What did God tell Abraham in the 15th chapter of Genesis? Come on, we just read it. He said... <laughs> Your people, your people, these children that yeah. I'm going to give you, 400 years from now, are going to be slaves, and then they're going to be rescued, and they're going to be given riches, yeah, and go live in the promised land, yep. the land that I've just given you. Yeah, how's God know all that? If they have choices, what if Abraham goes? Yeah, I think I'm going back to Ur. <laughs> 
That's good. That, what I mean, if, that's, what that's if that's Abraham a, said that? What if Abraham said, you know what? I, enough all this. Sarah's drive me crazy. Hagar's drive me crazy. This Ishmael kid's drive me crazy. Listen, I'm going back to her. Y'all can just have this place. Right? But he didn't, did he? No, he did not. No, he didn't because he had faith. Right. He believed in God. It was counted to him as righteousness. But how did God know he was going to do that? So my dad tries to sit me down and tell me this. And I go, yeah, but dad, here's the whole thing, though. If God is that way, then he makes up my, he makes my decision. He's already made my decisions for me. And dad's like, son, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but why don't you sit down and read Romans chapter 9 and then come back and talk to me about it. And so I go home and I read Romans chapter 9. And it says, Jacob and Esau, before they were ever born, before they ever did anything right or wrong, God said, I loved Jacob and I hate Esau. And I read that. And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense. So, So God created Jacob to be righteous? And he created Esau to be unrighteous. And then I also read in another passage where God says, I created Pharaoh to be that guy that was going to keep the children of Israel there, would not let them go, and allow my mighty hand to be upon that nation. Pharaoh was created for just that one purpose to do that. Yes. Is it Pharaoh's will? He was created to do that. So is it Pharaoh's will? Mm. You have to still say yes, right? Well, he does it, so yes. Pharaoh? Yeah, he does it. He does it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh, And to try to teach this to an eighth grade Bible class was just as bad as my dad trying to teach that to a 30-year-old man that already had come to this epiphany that God (laughs) can't know something if I haven't decided on it yet. Dad's like, well, how do you know all that stuff? How does God know that Revelation... That that's, that's the way the world's going to end. How, how does God know that? I don't know. Hmm. And so dad has to marry those ideas with me. But you see, he never gives me answers. And then when I come to him one day and I say, uh, hey, I think I got this figured out. God must be a God outside of time. He's obviously already been to the other side of time. So he can write about everything in the between time because he knows absolutely everything that's going to happen. Even though we made all the choices. And he even writes a verse to explain it to me when it says, all things, everything that I've been through in my life, at some point, is going to turn around and be something good for me because I'm called according to his purpose and I love him. Amen. That's a, that's a dad. That's 100%. That's spot on. And dad said, yep. Well, all right. What else you got? well i mean that was great that kind of reminds me of uh you know when we were talking about my dad that time musically like uh my dad had come to see me play and uh i thought i was doing something fabulous and uh i was like full of myself and uh my dad does not say a word about anything that i did good or bad and uh i was just like you know what's going on i'm thinking this is good and then that night he took me to see uh, Roy Haynes play, and um, it was just like on another level. And my dad was like, "If you're serious about this, yeah, 
this is what you need to be doing. Yeah. And I think that's why I made the comments to you that I did, because it reminded me of my dad going, eight sermons is not enough. Yep. I mean, that's great, but that's really just a start. Now, apply yourself. And uh, and I did. And, uh, man, that's good. Because, oh, yeah. See, I had to start reading the whole Bible. I had to start <laughs> reading books like, uh, like uh, uh, what's his name? Starts with an H. Married the prostitute. What's his name? Oh, uh, Hosea. Hosea. Yeah. Read books like Hosea and, and see what a beautiful story that is. It's like, wow, what a great story. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, you know, I see Roy Haynes and like my whole music perspective changes. And then I just think about, you know, my dad telling me about keeping my mind open musically. And I incorporate everything that I've heard into my playing and it got better. And it was just like, the more I practiced, the more I studied, the more serious I got, and my playing got better. Did you ever take serious lessons? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Who? who? Walter Perkins. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was how actually... Much, how much did you pay? I paid... Well, Walt, let me just backtrack a little bit. Walter Perkins was a... He was a jazz drummer. They used to call him Baby Sweets. You can look him up on the internet. And um, he taught this guy named Omar Hakim who's a he's played with Sting but his student was this wow. guy named Van Sessions who was a good friend of mine Damon Sessions was a keyboard player and uh, his dad was a preacher and we would go to we would go on Sunday nights after we had our service we would go over to Sessions Tabernacle and uh um, I remember Bishop Sessions would be like, Damon's little friends, those those guys are drummers. So Damon's going to play the keyboard, and these guys are going to play. So he's like, come on up here, Daryl. Daryl plays, and people are clapping. And Daryl's your friend, right? And Daryl's my buddy. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were buddies. And uh, and then there's other guy, uh, Ronald Gibson. Ronald Gibson, come up here and play. And then um, I don't want to play, of course. You know me. I'm just like, no. And then... Bishop Sessions was like, Abraham, come on up and play. So we play a little bit. And so then Bishop Sessions goes, you heard the rest. Now you're going to hear the best. Come up here, Van. That was his son, Van. Ah. Oh. And this guy comes up barefoot. And this is why one of the reasons that I don't wear shoes when I play. There you go. He comes up barefoot and he starts destroying the place because he was a professional. We never even knew that Damon's brother played drums. <laughs> and it was just like we're like, just all, we're awestruck. So we're like, you need to teach us. So we started going over his house and he started showing us how to play. Oh, man. I don't know about you guys, but I want to hear a little bit more about that. <laughs> you still didn't tell me how much he charged you. We'll get to that. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow.